You're listening to Corporate Multiplayer. The official podcast of the 401 Game Zone. to another cooperative multiplayer live the official full one game zone podcast and i am your host sean garmer and joining me today is my usual co-host mark morrison although we could get a surprise appearance from mr robert cooper i don't know he's still pondering whether he wants to show up or not i think howdy <laughs> So how things how how have things been going for you, Mark? Decent. Got some new games and some games unlocked. So that's pretty good. Yeah, I heard uh, you've been playing that uh, Batman Arkham Knight for the PC, the one that seems to be having all these problems. It's been pretty okay on my machine. I hit like the bare minimum specs of it. Uh, there's like a weird memory leak though, where like I was playing it for like five hours and the first two hours were fine the third hour was okay and like the last two hours were pretty like out of sync and glitchy well that's not great it's better than Mortal Kombat (laughs) yeah it's better than so like when you say you reach the bare minimum specs what do you like it, it requires a 660 Nvidia card and that's what I have right now Okay, for like the minimum or for the recommended? Minimum. Oof. Yeah. My laptop's like three years old at this point, so. Yeah. And I had an epic fight with Best Buy last night or yesterday about my warranty, which is great. Oh, man. That doesn't sound... They claim my warranty was only for two years when I bought it, and I extended it out a year to this year, and they said they claimed that I didn't do that. And I was like, no, I will have bank records showing I did. Please don't make me sue you. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure they really don't want to have to deal with that. That's, uh, yeah. Uh, Just, well, I mean, to to have to do all that, that's a lot to, to have to do over some warranty. But, yeah, so they... Well, I got the warrant. I called about the warranty because my battery died, and I'm supposed to get a free battery. And I called them up, and I was like, "Give me it." And they're like, "Your your warranty expired." I was like, "No, it didn't. I have emails showing it didn't. <laughs> so, give it to me." <laughs> <laughs> well, at least they're gonna give it to you. That's the important part. Yeah, they said they'd reactivate the warranty in like a week or two. So we'll see what happens. Hopefully your PC lasts until then. Well, I just plugged into the AC adapter, but I like if I like, if it comes unplugged, I don't want my computer to shut off automatically. You know. <laughs> oh, I had that problem. Yeah. With uh, well, when I first came here to Miami, all I had was my little laptop that had half a screen. Yeah. And then my grandma's laptop was actually much better, but hers had the same problem, where basically if you took out the AC adapter, it would just die. 
Um, yeah, that's and not it, great. It was like it's really annoying because you know, if you know, especially with having a, a child that walks around, you know, you knock out that cord, and I was working on something. Well, there it goes. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so I I can only imagine your your plight there. It's just terrible. Um, but yeah, I mean we've uh. I haven't. I, I've got to wait till the weekend to buy Tales of the Borderlands episode three. I beat that. Sure, you beat it. Yep. How are you liking that? It was good. The new robot's pretty funny. Awesome. New robot being funny means it's even better. I uh, I don't like what happened to Loaderbot though. <sighs> don't don't tell me terrible things happen to Loaderbot. That's that's like one of the best parts of that game. <laughs> he survives, but he's not doing great in great shape. <laughs> Damn it. Well, I'll be able to give you my report next week on it. And it, to... it, Oh, sorry. But... I think they're uh, introducing... I'll have to wait until the next weekend to, to get it, but yeah, go ahead, sorry. I think they're introducing, I want to say they're Borderlands 2, or maybe like Borderlands pre-sequel characters, and I have no idea who these people are. <laughs> Well, it'd probably be pre-sequel, right? Because you, you... Oh, you didn't play Borderlands 2 either? No, I played 2. And I think the big guy is supposed to... Like, there's two... I think one of them's like a sniper, and one of them's a, uh, like, big dude. And I think they were in Borderlands 2. But there's a new yeah. character they introduced named uh, Athena. And I'm not sure if she was in 2 or the pre-sequel. Huh. Well, she's been in the game before, but, like, she's, like, a named character now, and... Like she actually interacts with her. Yeah, Athena has like a. She's one of the main characters in the pre sequel. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, that's cool that they're introducing them. Uh, hopefully, they make them more relevant than what the games have. So, I mean, you can't really get any worse than. A nameless, a nameless, voiceless cipher. <laughs> exactly. Uh, we've both been uh, playing uh, Ori the Blind Forest. I know it's old at this point, but it was on a Steam sale, and somebody gifted it to Mark, so what do you think? It's good. Uh, the platforming does get pretty hard a little later on. Like, you're, you have to save, like, after every, like, big encounter. Uh, but it's good. I got, like, the air dash ability, and I can... Do something else, I think. That's pretty fun. And I'm just trying to, like, skill up. But I think, I know I got the dash ability, which is kind of like, you ricochet around off, like, enemy projectiles, and you can do, like, a lot of puzzle solving with that. And it looks great. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I... I haven't had a lot of problem with I'm... I just got to... What is it? The next, um... The Splot and Swamp, or whatever it is. Yeah, uh, I don't know any of the names. I just look at the map and go, all right, that's where the glowy thing is. I'll head over there. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm there. I just got the big charge uh, blast or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know how far behind you I am, but I, I've really enjoyed it. The opening uh, sequence... If that doesn't make you get teary-eyed, man, that just... It, it really tugs at the heartstrings, I'll just say that. It's its really sweet, and 
this you know the story is kind of told with you know jibber jabber guy talking with words coming on over it and it's it has a beautiful art style if you've never seen the game for some reason but uh, I would if you have an Xbox one or you have a PC I would definitely say you need to check it out it has hard platforming it's not this like easy breezy platformer that you just go through the enemies are a bit annoying at times but you can get through it you get an ability that lets you shoot two of those flames out that makes it pretty useful or pretty easy yeah because <laughs> just one sometimes can be a bit on the rough side right now but yeah I definitely recommend uh, checking that out for sure that's kind of like the only thing I've really gotten to play this week had a lot of other things going on I did get to see Inside Out today uh, my daughter wasn't being the best about being in the movie theater but it's certainly going to be in the running for I, I don't know what else is going to beat it in the animated category at the Oscars but yeah, that one definitely has a nice message. Uh, I think it's definitely a comeback for Pixar. Not, I mean, Disney's been hitting out of the park with their animation stuff without Pixar, but I think this is definitely one of those much better Pixar movies. And it's a much more adult Pixar movie. Like, that's not one that the kids are really gonna understand what's going on. There's a little girl, it's about her, but a lot of what it talks about is a lot of psychology and stuff, so. Much more stuff for adults there. How um, is Lewis Black? Yeah, he's awesome. Uh, made me laugh uh, quite a few times. Uh, they're all kind of funny on that, but it's much more about the. Uh, actually, uh, Phyllis, I think, steals the show being sadness because she's a lot of the main character um, along with Joy. So you hear her lines a lot more than every, uh, everybody else's on, on there. I doubt it. You're, I think I'm a few years older than you, but do you remember an old Fox show called Herman's Head? No. I th- kind of sort of remember it. I think Gary like loves that show or something. But but it, it was a show, I think it was, he, it was like a 30-year-old guy who worked in, like an, I think, like an ad business or ad sales or something, and you could see inside of his head, and it was, I think the four emotions were fear, uh, like affection or love, uh, in, like intellect, and the id. And that's, like, what Inside Out really reminds me of. Huh. Yeah, it, it, it has some of them, obviously, and it, yeah, I could... Hmm. It probably, it's probably, like, a more adult, like, ver- you know, when you have adults. I mean, and it's funny, because they do go, there's a sequence where they actually go to the adults' brains or whatever, and it's just, it's really, it's kind of, you know, the stereotypical what men and women think sort of thing, but it's still funny. I saw uh, Mad Max today. Oh, the new one? Yeah, I feel pretty good about that. Awesome. I heard it's a lot of explosions and... Yeah, but it's all, like, practical stuff, or mostly. Like, CGI is used, but it's used to, like, good effect, not just, you know, stupidity. (laughs) Alright, that's good. Yeah, because I've heard some mostly positive on that, so I know I'm gonna check it out when it hits that DVD market. Probably not something I want to go see with the kiddos. <laughs> I also played Lego Jurassic Park. Oh yeah, I forgot you. You've been so wanting to get that game. Well, it was on the Steam sale. Yeah, Maybe. it's an okay. Any different from the other Lego games, or kind of the same? A lot of the same stuff, which is fine. I mean, they're all kind of the same. 
The voice acting is universally terrible, though. Like, almost beyond imagined. <laughs> is Chris Pratt's voice, like, actually in the game, or...? Uh, I haven't hit the Jurassic World part. I just hit... I beat Jurassic Park 1, and I'm almost through Jurassic Park 2. And I looked at the credits, and the credits for the game list, like, all the actors for Jurassic World in it, like, as voicing their characters, I assume. But they didn't get anyone from the old Jurassic Park movies, and it shows. Because, like, during cutscenes, they just ripped, like, dialogue from the movies. So you'll hear Jeff Goldblum saying something, and then they'll transition to him, like, he playing as him, and the guy voicing him sounds completely different. Wow. And it's like, no, you can do better. Everyone, every, almost everyone from these movies is still alive and still working. And give him 50 bucks to show up for an hour or two and voice these characters. And they're really not that famous, so... Like, the o I think the only two people uh, not alive is Richard Attenborough and... Oh, I think Derek... Some, I forget, it's an actor from Jurassic Park 2. He died in, like, the early, like late 90s from AIDS. But, like, those are the only two actors, like, not alive, to my recollection, so... You can get all of them pretty easily. Yeah, they should uh, invest in that then. Well, I mean, I guess Lego felt like they had to save on something, especially with that new Toys Life game coming out and all that. They, well, they sure didn't want to spend too much. They sure didn't splurge on uh, like increasing, like innovating their game at all. <laughs> I don't know, but what can you really do that much with the Jurassic Park stuff? They could, I mean, they could try. Like, that's, like, have better or have online multiplayer for one. I, do you think that's like kind of like the Nintendo thing? Just they're worried about the kids, or? Well, one of their games had it. Only one, and it's bewildering to me that only one of them did. I think it was, might have been like a Lego, might have been like the first Lego Batman game. And it's like, why aren't all of these games having this now? Did they have problems with it or something? There must no. have been a bad experience for somebody that one of the early games had it, but not. Then no. all the other games come out and it don't, doesn't. I don't think so. Huh. That's, I don't know. They, they've got to have their reasons for it or something. Yeah. Um, I also got my... Not something that I necessarily wanted because I didn't want to have to... And it doesn't mean I have to, but now I kind of feel like I don't need to just be sitting here looking at this as I'm doing this podcast right now. But my, it was Father's Day over the weekend, and my daughter surprisingly just surprised me with a uh, Pikachu Amiibo. Um, it, it was, I've only taken her to a GameStop like a couple times. And each time, you know, GameStop has, like, Amiibo in a case. And I'll go over to the section over there and kind of look at it. And they had, I think, one of the times they had Sonic there, so I kind of looked at it. And I was like, yeah, if they ever come up with a reason for me to use these Amiibo, maybe, you know. Like a and game? So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like a game, exactly. So, I, uh... I, like I said, I hadn't taken her to too many places with games, and all of a sudden my mom kind of comes in, and she's like, oh yeah, and I got you this thing, it's really stupid for 
father's in. I was like, okay. And here comes this Pikachu amiibo. I was like, well, mom, that's really not stupid. Uh, I'm surprised you wanted to spend $13 on that, but okay. And that's really cool because that means she pays attention. And, you know, not all four-year-olds do that. So I think that's really cool. I mean, obviously, she likes Pikachu, and I'm sure a little bit was in there for her, too. But, um... Yeah, I mentioned that it's all just a gateway drug to get you to start collecting those things for her. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it is. Um, I did try to go find the Kirby one, and none of the stuff near my house had it. So I'm just stuck with Pikachu now. And I, I kind of understand why Smash Brothers was done the way it was, because you you have the characters already in the game. But I still think it's kind of silly that you're basically watching your amiibo level up instead of you making your amiibo level up yourself but it's the way nintendo likes to do things they don't always do things uh the way everybody else would it almost feels like they just tried to make sure they were the opposite of skylanders and all that like just let's not let you control the character you just paid you know 13 bucks for let's let you watch him and maybe team up and battle against him yeah, whatever on that on Nintendo. But we will be talking a lot of Nintendo on this show because Nintendo decided to come out with a bunch of news right before I was about to start this. That's kind of why I started an hour and a half later than I really wanted to. But Plus, I was also doing the 4PC a little later because I had to kind of do it emergency. But either way, I guess we should go ahead and start there. And the first thing is that Nintendo will no longer have the exclusivity to Zombie U as a Australian classification board has a rating for just Zombie because obviously PS4, Xbox One, and PC are not the Wii U so they have no use for the U part of it at the end. Now Ubisoft didn't make money on this game but they're still going to port it over for, for the newer systems. You think there's it's going to do anything for... Ubisoft, or? I mean, if they fix Zombie U, then sure. Like, Zombie U kind of had a lot of problems when it, like, first launched. Like, nothing, like, too terrible, but just limiting, because it was kind of rushed out the door. Uh, my big question is how they make it for, like, for, like, the traditional controller. Because the touchscreen was, like, a big part of that game. Yeah, this would be one of those games that, you know, you could have this would be really good for VR or something like that. Um, I, I I agree with you. It was a lot of the tablet, a lot of the touchscreen for the first game, for the game on the Wii U, so it's going to be interesting. I'm sure they can map it to buttons or whatever. Probably make it more akin to, you know, other shooting zombie games or, or whatnot. It's going to be interesting to see what they do for this because, you know, that the zombie game also had the... the the Wii U like zapper thing for it too so yeah. I think like I, the thing about like Zombie U is it's basically like a version of like Monster Hunter or Dark Souls with zombies which is fine they can, I mean that can be done pretty, probably pretty easily so if it just keep that core idea and make, maybe make something new on it it should be fine yeah and I mean zombie games are popular so why not have basically a uh, I guess another Dead Rising, just shoot zombies, and and you're getting to find out all the different kinds of zombie 
characters and trying to kill them all, I guess. So we'll have to see if it makes any money for for Ubisoft on on that front. But like I said, lots of uh, Nintendo stuff. I mean, speaking of VR, now to be fair, Red just said he had not seen what Sony had done with Morpheus. Um, uh, th for this year's uh, E3, which I don't know if I mentioned it on the podcast or not, that uh, they did show a demo of Morpheus, and basically looks like the Playroom uh, developers basically just stole Evolve and put it on the Morpheus. Um, they have four players with uh, four controllers. Now, this is also an investment. Now... This is a thing too. Obviously, I guess you can bring your PS4 controller with you, but if you want to have the full experience of these games, if Sony's going to make these games where you're going to let other people play with you, that's an investment you have to make along with Morpheus. Like you have to have more controllers to be able to take advantage of the real party aspect of this. But basically they're the four characters trying to hunt the monster and the guy in the Morpheus is the monster. Um, but that, that's like the big social part of it that they've been able to talk about and Reggie was like, well, they need to make VR social. They need to make it some kind of game where it's, or thing where it's not just about the one player and Nintendo feels like it's really not gonna be a big deal. It's just tech. Uh, this is one of the four VC answers, obviously, but what do you think? I know you said something about it that, you know, you don't agree necessarily with his statement, but... He should have, they should have put out that Virtual Boy link cable. <laughs> what, update it with color? No, there actually was a Virtual Boy link cable that was supposed to be due out uh, when that system was released. It was supposed to allow, like, two Virtual Boys to be hooked up so you could play, like, Mario Tennis together. God talk knows why you'd uh, want to. Yeah, talk about just making you dizzy even more with your friend over there yelling at you in your ear. <laughs> yeah, like, I think tech or VR is limiting to an extent for, like, now, because it's just a big bulky headset that you put on to close yourself off from the world. But, like, you could make it social, I guess, if you wanted to, like, make, like, an MMO for it or a multiplayer game. Or if you had, like, I think I told you about that new retro arcade thing, like, It'd be cool if you could, like, go into that thing with your friends and, like, play games against them. Like, I don't know if you've seen videos of that, but that thing looks is pretty awesome. Oh. Yeah, I, I didn't see videos, but I never, I do remember you talking to me about that. It's like, a, it's like a cool neon, like, arcade that, like, just has a bunch of crap in it. Like, the, like a bowling lane for some reason, like, the basketball hoop game, but also, like, Street Fighter 2 and a Game Boy and just other crap that you can just play with. Wow. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's a lot in one thing, but that, yeah, that really sounds interesting. I, you know, it's it's one of these things of VR. I'm not totally sold on it. It might be one of those where I have to see it being played in front of me. Like, you know, we were kind of all wowed about the HoloLens, but then that's also something you have to worry about, whether it's it was done for that moment at E3, and it really doesn't work that well. Uh, you know, the even if it is really stolen from Evolve, the fact that Sony's trying something to make it to where more than just yourself are playing it, 
I have to give him props for that because I really didn't think of that this was going to be possible. It was just going to be a big VR thing you're going to put yourself in and okay, maybe they lower the price and it's all about the experience you can have. Yeah, the, of course the MMO is going to make me think of Sword Art Online, so <laughs> I, I, you know, I hopefully as long as they don't make it to where the you can't take the Morpheus off and it kills you, we'll be all good. Um, yeah, but that would be interesting to like have an MMO where you just trap it on, you get lost in the world, and you're in there and you're controlling the character. Or um, yeah, I think Daniel kind of brought up as long as they don't, as long as it's innovative and it's not just let's just make a bunch of FPS games for it or make a bunch of a certain game type for it and it gets inundated with that and you actually get some genuine really cool experiences for the VR then that's fine I think Nintendo just probably feels like well we got burned with VR we don't have any interest in doing it so I'm gonna dog it because we can I guess I'll sum that up by saying that Oculus needs to send us each one to see how we really feel about it yeah. feel free do it, Oculus. I'm not paying for another computer, but we'll, I'll see if it'll work with mine. Send us each a computer first, yeah. Then we'll see. <laughs> uh, Splatoon has sold over 1 million units worldwide, uh, with almost 500,000 coming in the U.S., uh, physical and digital. Around 370,000 coming in Japan, another 230,000 coming in Europe, and only 20,000 being sold in Australia and New Zealand. I mean, that's... Uh, Impressive for the U.S. to have almost half of those sales. Um, well, you know, shouldn't also be surprised that it's a shooter game. So the U.S., you know, Americans love shooters. It's it's going to sell well here. Um, good on Nintendo for doing that. But it's also a very Japanese-style game. So let's not you know, let's kid ourselves. That's why it's actually done pretty well in Japan, where you know shooters aren't that popular. Get on Nintendo, new IP, and it sells. I would like uh, to play it. <laughs> yes, I would like to play it too. One of those things where, you know, Miyamoto says that the price was a little bit expensive for the Wii U if they dropped it, which I was really surprised at E3 they didn't drop it another $50 or something. Uh, considering you didn't have that many games to show for it at E3, if you would have dropped the price again, I think that that really, you know, with Star Fox and with the other couple, Mario Tennis and the other couple of things they showed for it, I think that that really makes you go, okay, well, they might start investing in this because they would have done it for me. That's but, what did it for me on the Xbox One originally. So they might have problems with how much that thing costs. Like you don't, I don't know how much it would actually make cost them to make one versus how much they sell it for. Yeah, that's what Miyamoto was saying was that the tab, the tablet being in there. Yeah, like that, that's, yeah, obviously. And he also blames the fact that the tablet marketplace basically exploding as soon as the Wii U came out really killed the Wii U, is what he says, which... The name didn't help, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, the, the name did not help at all. I don't know why we had to name it something close to that. Just because you can play Wii games doesn't mean that you needed to name it anything with the Wii at all, but it, yeah, it, or you know, you could have just called it the Wii Two, or I would say the biggest problem with the Wii U currently is the lack of third-party games, and I don't just mean half-assed ports. Like I actually mean third-party games. 
Yeah, and then like, Nintendo said they had all these third-party things to show, and I don't... Yeah, I didn't see that. Like, no one is going to buy that system to go, oh, I can play Assassin's Creed 3 and Watch Dogs on it. Like, no. <laughs> That's not going to happen. Yeah, and wait for Watch Dogs to come out, like, six months after. Yeah, not happening. <laughs> or Nintendo Land, for that matter, which... I mean, the games that they packaged in with it weren't the greatest. It, I think it didn't start selling until they had Mario Kart 8 come out. That's when the thing finally hit its stride. And, and they just had too much of a gap between the games. It was just like, okay, let's just literally wait six months until Nintendo comes out with another game. It's like, okay. Too much, too much of a wait there. And a lot of their games not hitting correctly or not, like, they're okay, but they're not, like, of the Nintendo quality that you are normally accustomed to, like, Toad's Treasure Tracker. Like, that's a fine game, but it's very short, and it could be a mobile game. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be fair, they did lower the price on the game. So, I mean, it's not like Nintendo didn't know that going in, but... I agree with you. It's not like they hit it out of the park every time with these games. There are a lot of quality games. Just once you get past those like four or five, it's you're you're kind of going into the well. Do I want to get this? Do I not? And that's how every Nintendo system has been, though. Like console, at least since the SNES. <laughs> yeah, because why third parties? Not not a lot of third party support. Not a lot of, uh, you know, big things coming out for it that are not Nintendo-based that make you go, oh, wow, I need to get this, because I can only play that on the Wii U. Uh, Nintendo also outlined the Fire Emblem Fates strategy release here, and that they're going to support same-sex marriage, which, you know, they've not always been in favor of. Um, they had that problem with Tamodachi Life, not supporting it for a while. I don't remember if they patched that in or not eventually, but that was there was talk of it because it was such an outrage over it. So the two versions, it's pretty much like what we talked about before and what has been talked about, but now they have names. Uh, the two versions are going to be called the Conquest and Birthright editions. Lord, can we... I don't know, oh. could we not have just called it Fire Emblem Red and White? I don't know. Oh, Imperial of them. <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, so the Conquest Edition is going to be the male character. And you can obviously have the male character marry off another male character if you want. Um, after they bond in battle and all that. Uh, the Birthright Edition will be the female character one. And same thing there. And then obviously if you buy one of the editions, you'll still get that third edition that they talked about. Um, but you'll have to buy the first and second edition separately. You'll still get the discount on the second edition if you want it. But at least uh, they, you know, I don't know how people are going to feel about having your main character's gender being... Basically, you have to have one edition or the other, but... It is a way to get people to buy both if you want to play as both. So, I mean, you kind of did need to have a reason to play the other one. It's kind of... I don't know that... It's kind of like Pokemon, right? There's going to be these certain Pokemon that are not going to be in that version. And if you want to do that, then you got to get the other one. Or have somebody to trade with, I guess. 
My, my big question is, is in that Shin Megami, or Fire Emblem Shin Megami Tensei game, can you marry a Jack Frost? So I'd buy a console and that game for that reason. <laughs> <laughs> Just to see if it's, if it's going to happen. Just to see the offspring. <laughs> right. Um, Yokai Watch, the animated the anime is going to be on Disney XD later this year. Um, I'm sure it will be cut up a lot. <laughs> so I would recommend go watch the Japanese version if you don't want to. I mean, it's already a kid series, so it's not like they do anything outlandish or anything. But um, yeah, I'm sure it'll be really cut up and maybe have a different sort of message when you get to the English one. It's going to have 26 episodes, so... Hey, there you go. At least Disney's gonna get it more into the forefront, and maybe it'll help Nintendo get their 3DS game sold. So, a win-win on both parts. And hey, who said Nintendo, a Japanese company, and Disney couldn't work together, right? Uh, Nintendo also says that Reggie's basically coming out and saying, Don't worry, we are not dumbing down our game development for Amiibo. Um, that's two different people that are working on it, and we have a whole new R&D building for this, for game development. So, we're working on great content, but what we know they're not going to be working on is a straight-up Samus game. Because Reggie says that, hey, we're not going to basically tease you with a game that's not coming out in five years. We don't do that. So, we know you guys want it, but sorry to say, you're just not going to get it, I guess. Until You don't deserve it. <laughs> yeah, don't deserve it on the Wii U, at least. Maybe you should have bought more Wii U's, and maybe you would have got it. And now you just have to wait for whatever the next system is. But hey, at least they made Hyrule Warriors because people asked for it. Hyrule Warriors Legends, that is. Apparently, a lot of people asked for a 3DS version of the game to be made. Well, that's, you know, a shocker. that's, no, that's no surprise, seeing as the 3DS has sold so many more units than the Wii U. Um, but they apparently had problems having the Wind Waker um, in the Wii U version because of it, they couldn't get it to work with Ocarina of Time and Twilight Princess and all that. So they've somehow made it work on the 3DS. And there will be separate new characters aside from Tetra and the King of Hyrule. So the only thing is you'll still have to play the first game, even though this is a Dynasty Warriors game. So I don't know how much the story really pays, you know, is that important. There's but no if story. You want the, the what? There's no story. <laughs> yeah. It's supposedly if you want to know about the story you still have to play the Wii U game because this one's going to take from it's going to pick up after the Wii U game it's not going to be basically a retelling or whatever on the 3DS I still where, think you probably don't need to buy the Wii U game <laughs> where does this fit into the Hyrule Historia that's they, what I want to know do they have like, to update that now the version 2 <laughs> I get, yeah they have to update the the Legend of Zelda timeline, like they did with the other games. And this one, Link gets a motorcycle. <laughs> Watch it happen. Then he'll just show up in Skylanders too, because he has a vehicle or something. 
Hey, uh, never too late to come out with that standard new 3DS, right? They're, apparently Nintendo's finally heard everybody screaming and yelling about it, so they're now going to come out with it. Damn you, Nintendo. Damn you. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I really wanted that white one with the colored buttons, but whatever. Well, you knew it was going to happen, so... Yeah, that's true. Hey, I mean, this is something that's interesting to me because I'm a big F-Zero guy. And they kind of did show this indie developer that's pretty much made an F-Zero game. It's just not called F-Zero. But uh, Nintendo says that they they almost got Criterion to work on an F-Zero game for the launch of the Wii U. But because they were working on Need for Speed Most Wanted at the time, Criterion couldn't do both. And so they opted to do Need for Speed Most Wanted instead. The last uh, F-Zero game that was made was F-Zero Climax for the Game Boy Advance. Good lord, it seems like ages ago. And you did get a little bit of F-Zero stuff in Mario Kart 8. Miyamoto says he has no idea what to do with F-Zero as far as to make it something new, have something innovative in the game, so that's why they have not made a new F-Zero. I think that that's a cop-out. I don't know why you couldn't just release F-Zero on the Wii U. And it has new stages and stuff. I'm sure people would love to play it. It depends on what F-Zero. I'm more bothered by, like, Criterion, like, going, nah, we don't want to try something original. We want to stick with this Need for Speed crap. I mean, that would be... I mean, why not go and... Oh, well, EA owns Criterion, though, right? Yeah. Well, damn. I mean, that's probably part of it, but, I mean, studios like that could always, like, subcontract. Like, it's not a big deal. Yeah, why not get Criterion now? They're not working on Need for Speed or anything. Because so. there's no one at Criterion left. There's like six oh. employees there. <laughs> Everything, Everyone's at like Ghost World Games or whatever the hell that's called now. Well, shoot. Get the people at Turn 10. No, no, no. The super realistic of Zero. <laughs> Did you ever play or see uh, a game called Distance on Steam? Yeah, you talked about it. Yeah, it's like a Tron-type racer. Or like San Francisco Rush, I, it'd be cool if they, they could take a crack at it. Like I'd be interested in seeing like their approach. Yeah, or get the. Uh, is there anybody left from the people who made um, Split Second? No, that was no, a Disney they... team. There Jesus, all these awesome teams are gone. But yeah, I mean, uh, having an indie developer wouldn't be a bad thing. I mean, well, like I said, that one indie one already looks a lot like F-Zero, so I bet if that were to sell well, Nintendo might rethink this, but I would be really up for having a new F-Zero game. I want to see Captain Falcon back in his element. Yeah, I saw, I saw a Kickstarter. Someone was trying to, like, or team was trying to make, like, a new Wipeout game. It looked pretty interesting. Cause Wipeout's another good franchise that should, should not have died. I agree. Like, I remember Sony used to be big on that, and then it just, just died. Like, nobody... I think it was Sony Computer Europe that, like, originally made it, or Psygnosis made it, and they got bought up by Sony, and they turned into, like, Sony Europe, and then they, they shut that down. Alright. Well, we'll have to just keep an ear to the ground and see if, uh they do this um rocksteady by the way says that they are working on the pc issues it wasn't 
made by them, the PC port, so, you know, sounds like a bunch of them trying to put it on the other developer, but... They need to, Warner Brothers really needs to stop subcontracting like what they do. Like, stop stop midway from going, we made the PS4 and Xbox One version, but someone else made the PC version of Mortal Kombat X. No. Just have them all make the same damn version. Now, why do that, though? If Do they just not feel comfortable making the PC version? It's, or is it just too expensive so they subcontract? Or? There's, it's probably more of the first one. Like, they probably might not have the technical know-how. And that's fine. But hire people that do, then. Like, like, don't just give it to some team that really doesn't have the know-how and say, well, I hope they can do it. Yeah, it's like, oh, well, it doesn't work that great, so we'll just patch it later. Don't worry about it. Just this mentality of making games these days. Speaking of that, though, I had to re-download Batman last night after I preloaded it. That was great. Oh, I bet that was fun, having to take much more time from being able to play the game. I I preloaded about six or seven Steam games, and that has never worked consistently for me at all. It's always been terrible. <laughs> That's weird, because Steam was one Steam like the one of the first ones to have the preloading thing. It might have been PS3, I think, but they were like up there, yeah. I think they would have figured that out by now. But yeah, speaking of, you think Destiny would have figured out, or at least Activision? Don't charge expensive-ass amounts for a DLC expansion, but I guess not. Uh, the Taken King is going to cost you a whopping $40, and then the Collector's Edition is going to cost you $80. And it's the only way to get certain exclusive items, um, including emotes that are apparently going to have you throwing money at the screen, says... Luke Smith, creative director. Um, Dave Dog from Bungie actually went and said that they're now going to be rewarding the guys that have been around for a year. I don't know. Hell, give them the freaking Taking King expansion for free. How about that? I don't. I just don't. Like, why? Give them some kind of benefit, not just exclusive items or whatever. But what do you think? Is this this? It, not not to mention it's like, okay, at least with other MMOs you take time away from the expansions. We've had a lot of expansions in a small amount, small window, and it's kind of getting up there with the expensive. It's, oh, it's expensive, but, like, they should, re- like, if they're serious about rewarding players, like, if you did buy it day one, you should get, like, a bonus off on it, like, a, make it, like, half off or something, like, whatever. Uh... But Destiny is a bad game, so I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think this will take? I mean, they made a big deal about this at the Sony conference. Like, this is going to be changing the game and making it better. And yeah, but imagine, like, look at how far Destiny has fallen. Like, when that, when it was before it came out, it's supposed to be heralded as like the next big shooter franchise in the world, or it's like. Uh, Bungie is making it, it's going to blow everyone away. And it came out, and it was fine, but it wasn't the greatest thing ever. And it's just like with any MMO, like, once everyone burned through the content, 
player base dried up. And unlike with other MMOs, there's not enough people playing it to get like their friends back interested. Yeah, not to mention the more expansions you come out with, the more of a problem you make it for the players that are coming in new. Yeah. Now you're now you're having to level up with all this other content that's there. Uh, this one doesn't have a raid, which you know. Not, I mean, like the the arena thing sounds cool and everything, but you know, you you have that issue, and I still think that. When it comes to these games, if the, that first impression is everything, because all I hear now from Destiny players is there's more people saying I'm done with Destiny than there is people going, "Oh man, I want to pick up Destiny now." I I, I wonder if that collector's edition is going to have the season pass in it or not. It would be uh, funny if it didn't. I just think that that's like. If it's the only way you're going to get people a chance to get those exclusive items, I mean, damn. Well, no, they made they made another interview where they said they, they're going to sell the emotes off at a, like a later on point. Hmm. Well, yeah, go get those emotes, people. It's... I, like I had a friend a few nights ago like bitching about Batman about how it goes Scarecrow missions are only going to be PS4 exclusive. And he didn't understand like that console exclusives happen all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he doesn't pay attention much to the well, stuff going on. Huh? And didn't like Arkham City have like the Joker missions for PS3? Yeah, I thought that. Yeah, exactly. They did. Like that never came out to Xbox or the PC. Like it, it there's a history with that. Like get over it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, those Scarecrow missions look cool, though, so... Yeah, but it's not going to, like, ruin your enjoyment of the game. Like, he's like, oh, this is a terrible thing, and it's like, no, who cares? It's extra content. It's not going to hurt it at all, really. I mean, you might really want that extra content, which, if you don't have a PS4, then it sucks, but... Sucker. <laughs> you bought an Xbox One like an idiot. <laughs> um... I still say if I didn't have an inkling that there was going to be a new rock band, I probably would have not bought an Xbox One, but I just had this feeling. Not to mention it was 50 bucks cheaper, so that kind of helps. Um, Dishonored 2 is going to lock you into a character. Um, you play 30 minutes as Emily, the new character, kind of introducing you to her, but if you're partial to Corvo... After 30 minutes, there's going to be this dramatic moment where you're going to get to choose whether you want to keep playing as Emily or you go back to playing as Corvo. And then you won't be able to switch back until basically you finish the game and then you want to start a new playthrough. It's going to have the same series of missions. Uh, so it'll just have different perspectives and commentary uh, depending on who you choose. Uh, and they do have, you know, completely different powers and you're going to see Emily's far reach power and um, how that gets upgraded and everything, and then a Corvo's going to have new upgrades, so there'll be reasons to play with both. But how do you feel about this? Uh, there was a lot of... It seems like everybody agreed on the whole I'd rather play as one character than go back and play as the other character and not switch in between like what we're going to see with Assassin's Creed Syndicate, it seems. Yeah, but isn't Syndicate just like a visual upgrade? Or visual difference? Like They're going to play the same. So that doesn't really matter to me. <laughs> right, no, but it seems like 
each one of them has their characteristic that makes them like why you want to play as the the girl and that's why you want to play as the the guy in the game okay i didn't know that i just thought they were just like a, just a, just like a skin <laughs> no no because i think they they they're gonna have their own like missions that you're gonna use them on and stuff like that too so that'll be great I can fall through the world in that game also. <laughs> that better be the first thing that they they fixed. <laughs> so, but are, are you in favor of the whole, would you much rather just play through as one character and then go back and play with the other one, or? Yeah, like, it's a more cohesive story. Uh, and other games have done it before, like I mentioned, like Resident Evil 2, and like, I think the early Tenchu game had that also. Like, it's fine, and you can it lets you replay that game from a different perspective with different choices. So, go ahead. Yeah, and, I, and I thought Jeremy brought up a good point that, like, when you have the switching characters, which happens, you know, like with, with Marvel Ultimate Alliance and several others where you're switching characters around, like, you figure out pretty quick which one is good for what or whatever, and if there's if there's not a whole lot of differences between the two characters, then you wind up just using one more than the other the anyway and it's kind of silly you know because then you're kind of forcing the player that because then no matter what playthrough you go through it's the same if you go back and replay it and then try to force yourself to play with the other character it might hinder you whereas in this game it seems to be made more for you to be able to you know play as each one and they're going to have their positives yeah, I think Mua 2 had, like, an achievement where it was, like, perform every uh, fusion attack with every character. Oh, yeah. It's like, no, that. thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I actually tried to do that, I think. Yeah. I got up to, like, halfway. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, it takes forever, and it's like, this is dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just to do one attack with one, one time. No, no thanks. And, I, I mean, they, they also said that there's apparently going to be a third way to play the game besides lethal and non-lethal. I don't... Like I said, let you kart, racer. <laughs> kart racer. Kart racer. Either that or it's going to be DDR. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you do a combination of the two, I mean, is that... I, I don't know that that really is a third way to play. I mean... Remember, uh... Well, I think it was called Kart Combat from Mortal Kombat 7. Really? Yeah, I, that was... It was one after Deadly Alliance. It might have been Deception, but they actually had, like, a Kart Combat game. Ha! I'm going to see clips of this now. Like, Sub-Zero and Scorpion, and... Yeah, it, I mean, it was a passable enough kart racing game, but I was like, it was kind of weird. Oh, yeah, I think I remember this. Like, they all had their own car, and it was like... It was just really funny to see them cart yeah. racing. They're like super like deformed and chibi looking. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sure you're excited for Project Cars 2 to be announced. I kind of am. Like, I I can kind of see the back, backlash against them since like Project Cars came out like a month ago. <laughs> like, that is a little tad soon to begin the new crowdfunding campaign. But Project Cars is also a good game. Like, get over it like 
they want to make something new or they want to like DLC probably is not going to sell for that game too much. Right. I mean, and they did say that they're going to make content for this, the first one for the whole year. So it's not like you're missing stuff. It's not like they're just going to abandon Project Cars one because they're making two. Yeah, and they're also not going to like. Well, here's the new rendering engine as a DLC. Like that's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, really. They they got to make you pay for that a little bit. Uh, Xbox One backwards compatibility apparently works really well. Uh, you pop in the disc, the immediately gives you a a signal for you to download the Megabyte file, and then if you bought it from the store, you just find it on the store and then you download it. So. But you still need the disc and the drive. Yeah, and you have to keep the disc on the drive if you if you if it's uh, on disc. Uh, you can't take the disc out and then it keeps playing. It's kind of like the way you know installing worked for the 360. It's smart been. though. You don't want people sending you know returning games. That's what I would have done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think anybody would have been like, "Oh, sweet! I don't have this disc now. All right, let me get some money out of this." Uh, apparently people are complaining that the HoloLens field of view is pretty small, and they told Giant Bomb that it's apparently not going to change much in the full version either. Does that worry you about HoloLens? No, because it's, just the, it's just the first iteration. Like, when a HoloLens 2 comes out and five or seven years or whatever, I'm sure they'll prove it or just make it full screen on that screen. But, I mean, there's always going to be technical hurdles to kind of work through. So, it's not a huge surprise. It's disappointing, I would say. But, I mean, there's not even games for it yet. So, get off, like, get over it. Yeah, I mean, I think they did say that there was some kind of a Halo demo for it or whatever. And I guess... That would be a problem if you're playing that kind of game, and it's limited to what you can see or the space that you have. But just, just wait for the Nako Hololens magnifier, and you can slap it on, and it'll be like a big monocle. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but like I, I think I remember Morpheus, the the Morpheus saying it's only a 5.7 inch, so it's not that big. I mean, we're not getting these huge fields of view like where it's the size of a regular TV screen either. You know, you're looking at something small the size of your phone. Yeah, but the difference with Morpheus is it's strapped to your face, like two inches from your face. <laughs> and it's in, right. a, it's in a black enclosure. Like, with HoloLens, you can, you can see everything around you, so... Yeah, and I think HoloLens, too, we got to remember, it's meant for more office stuff than it is for games. I think games is just kind of something... That it's going to be able to do, but it's not going to be the main reason why you buy HoloLens. PowerPoint yeah. will never look better. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it does make PowerPoint interactive, so, you know, there's that, I guess. I mean, if, if you ever wanted to have a reason to just, hey, uh, alright, HoloLens, let's do it. They'll start yeah, making it like man. They'll start making it mandatory for like colleges, campuses, and stuff. <laughs> yep, everybody will learn Excel now because you're doing it with Hololens. Uh, speaking of something that nobody will learn anything more about is that there's no developer working on Phantom Dust right now. Uh, the project is not canceled because it's a it's a little it's a passion project for Phil Spencer apparently. 
Um, but there is no developer working on it right now, so... Why not? Maybe this is going to be the next uh, Last Guardian. Why isn't Blinks a time sweeper a passion project as well? <laughs> <laughs> I like Blinks a time sweeper. I wish it would come back. Like, I guess Phantom Death was cool, like, originally, but who cares about that franchise? Like, that video looked fine, but also that video was a fraud. Yeah, because that's not what the game is. It's a card game. Like, unless it's going to be like... Wasn't there like a season or two of Yu-Gi-Oh! Where it was like... You're... Like, they were walking around a city, and you could just battle monsters like in the city? Yeah, like, well, even like the first season, they go to this uh, thing for... Uh, to the What's-his-face? Pegasus. Yeah. Like and they're just like walking an... around and the, the, the things just appear and they battle. So it's just, uh, yeah. I, I don't know. We'll have to see. It's. You know who they get to work on it? Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that way Nintendo can have their, their card battle thing too. Or Blizzard. <laughs> yeah. Let's, just make, let's just make, make it a, a Hearthstone expansion. <laughs> right? And then they can add the Elder Scrolls uh, card game to it, too. <laughs> God, that game just looks like such a freaking Hearthstone ripoff. A lot of things look like Blizzard um, takeoffs there. So does Battlecry. So does... Uh, there's another one from Bethesda that looks a lot like something. But... Yeah. We shall have to see if they ever put a director on that um we're we're not even starting development on Shenmue 3 and we're already talking about Shenmue 4 apparently um the developer says that he wants to realize all 11 chapters of Shenmue of Suzuki's story um which part of Shenmue was also done in a manga so you're gonna be what? missing a little bit from 1 to 2 wasn't like wasn't Shenmue 2 supposed to have like parts two through eight through it or something? It actually has three through five. Well, I have to say we're making Shenmue six. That'd be pretty awesome. <laughs> so that apparently Shenmue three is gonna have quite a few, and then Shenmue four would close it out. Is what his vision is. Then he can get to work on the new Ferrari racing game. <laughs> Yep, that's what everybody wanted <laughs> for our basic game. I mean, that's cool. I'm glad to know that he has plans to finish the, the whole series out. But like I said, I'd love to be able to play 1 and 2. No, you don't. You if really don't. Remake it. No, because they just remake it with better graphics, and that's it. They wouldn't fix Like, Shenmue 1 is a pretty... It was kind of bad when it was released, but like trying to play it now would be archaic as hell. Like, you were, try you were talking to me earlier about trying to play Fallout, like, now? Like, no, that doesn't work anymore. Like, Shenmue, like, because people are used to a camera stick. <laughs> I should mention that this week, Fallout 3, 4, or Fallout 3 New Vegas, and a bunch of Bethesda games are on sale for the 360, so... If uh, you have not picked up any of those games, you have a 360, I guess, go get you some. 
Speaking of uh, an Xbox-related game, uh, they've released a little bit more information on ReCore. Uh, apparently the main character's name is Jewel. And the little companion that you have is named Mac. And their Mac is part of a faction that's hoping to bring humanity back to the planet, and there's another faction that's fighting against it. Well, that's kind of a no-brainer. Um, you're going to be trying to survive in this world that con that apparently changes with even sandstorms and stuff like that. You're going to meet people, but it's mostly going to be Jewel and the robot companion by themselves. So Are, are the good robots called the Autobots? <laughs> I'd be way into that game. <laughs> yeah, it'll repeat the same as uh, Transformers, where they battle on a big sand thing that they was going on there. <laughs> uh, well, they uh, Tetsuya Nomura has revealed, I mean, we talked about this already, that pretty much they were going to change this, but Nomura says, of course, it will have realistic graphics and it will have a more realistic battle system so Nomura is pretty much telling you they're going to change the battle system so does that it's mean no more summons <laughs> they could still have summons there was summons in 13 well like that was a weird you saw it well, you saw it in children right yeah like, that was a weird thing when I was watching it I'm like doesn't Sephiroth just summon like Bahamut to like kill the planet yeah like, who cares? There's someone like Neo Bahamut to kill it. <laughs> or right, yeah, but they, any well, of Bahamut the other... just was kind of there, though. Like, he... I thought he was there already, and he kind of just came out of whatever slumber he was in or something, because Severoth called on him. Like, there was nobody else there to be able to... I remember, like, the character, like, sl like sliding or, like, putting a materia in their arm. That's, you know, like, one of the big things I remember from that movie. Yeah, that might have been. I mean, they don't have to take away the materia. Uh, the materia can easily still be used. I, as long as it has that system, I don't care. Um, I don't want it to be... I'd much rather it be like you can watch them run around and battle. I really hope we're not getting like the Final Fantasy thirteen. Press X to win. <laughs> yeah, press X to win system or... But I also don't necessarily want it to be the total Final Fantasy XV system either. There could be a hybrid of it. I want it to be turn-based. <laughs> it won't be, though. Yeah, I know. I think the last good turn-based one is Lost Odyssey. I just think that they probably feel like it's going to turn off so many people if they make it turn-based. Fuck them. They'll still buy it. Who cares? <laughs> They probably will, but it's just like, you know, if you're going to do all the stuff with the graphics and everything... Here, here's the remake you demanded. It just has better graphics and the same dumbass story and battle system. Here you go. And voice acting. Look at, uh... Oh, what was her name? Rachel Lee Cook to voice Aerith again. I thought she did Tifa. Whatever. Some other, some other one did it, Aerith. <laughs> oh, it was, uh... Mina Savari, I think. Oh, yeah, was. okay, yeah. So, and I, Look, I forgot who did Cloud, some... This excellent voice actor. Yeah. Well, uh, who knows, hopefully, they could. Hopefully they get, like, Ozzy Osbourne to do Red 13. 
just just go ahead and just don't understand him at all. That's fine. I'm <laughs> get like be too bad. I'll get like Brian Posehn to do Vincent. <laughs> this is incredibly deadpan character, like deadpan voice actor. I'll get like Patton Oswalt to do him instead. This sound like a dweebish nerd. <laughs> Whoever they have doing uh, Yuffie and Kingdom Hearts is fine. They could have her do Yuffie and uh, uh, what's her uh, in uh, the next game or the remake. Um, there's also some info on Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 3, apparently uh, Square has a internal release window in mind, and they're going to have more information revealed at the D323 Expo in Japan on November 3rd. Um, apparently, and I already hinted at this in uh, the 4PC, Olympus of course is coming back because this is the only way that they can have extra modes. They had to have those tournaments and all that. It wouldn't be the game without all those ancillary tournaments that you have to fight in but they're gonna it's gonna be all new worlds pretty much aside from olympus is what they said and we already know tangled is gonna be one of them we've heard many rumors that star wars and marvel are supposed to be making appearances we'll have to see that uh, was that yeah. would be a very interesting platform for infinity characters what kingdom hearts yeah i think disney does own sora so I think it might be a split or something. After a friend of mine at Disney, like not Johnny V, but another friend, like explained to me once, and they, they own like half of Sora, Sora, and like all those characters, and like half of it. But it's weird. Yeah, that's really weird. I mean, I'd love to see, if they. It's seriously if they came out with a Final Fantasy line of Infinity characters, uh, I'd be broke. <laughs> no, I'd be, no, I'd be, I think it'd be cool if like you could just plug in the portal and go, alright, here's my Nova character, or, like, here's my Wolverine character. Put him on the pe put him on the uh, portal, and he, he takes the place of Donald. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Like, really, I mean, I know that they have their certain... They're almost... But they're almost kind of like the way they do Infinity anyway. Like, they have... Their companions can't overlap either. So yeah. Because... You know, it's still Disney. They don't want, you know, uh, Tarzan in Aladdin's world and all that. Even though they they missed the boat on the fact that that's cool and people would probably want to play it that way. But go Disney. They don't. I, I want to have Wolverine fight uh, fight Luke Skywalker. <laughs> that would be awesome. Like, don't, don't we all want that? Like, just that fantasy and be able to do that. Just make that game for that. And apparently we're not done here because they're Nomura's thinking about adding an online component to Kingdom Hearts 3. Nope. Uh, I'll tell you, the only one that will probably work and not offend anyone is having a horde mode with the tournaments. Or having leaderboards with tournaments for online play, but... Anything else is probably going to cause them problems. Like having co-op... I mean, I'd love to be able to play as Goofy, but... It's probably not going to work. I just, I think it's going to cause them too many problems. I think this is one of those pie-in-the-sky things that more talks about now, and then it doesn't happen. Or let's be DLC. Oh my god, don't even... 
I'm, I don't want to know. I'm not. Like, I, I could fully envision them releasing, like, more worlds, like Final Fantasy World or, you know, whatever. I'd be kind of pissed, because, I mean, I know the first two were for PS2 and whatever, but it's just like, God, why? Don't make me pay any more for this game. Do you think that gummy ship stuff is coming back? I hope so. I like the gummy ship stuff. I hated it. It, was always, it always felt like too floaty, floaty to me. Oh, well, yeah, that was the point. It really wasn't a... They improved it a bit into... Yeah, but it still was like felt like a very needlessly... Or needless thing. It's if you open a treasure chest, you get parts for the gummy ship. It's like, great. Yeah, the... This I'm probably not going to use, right? Like, it, well, it's just like almost any other RPG. There's things you don't use at all, and you get in treasure chests. So, I mean, it's not the end of the world or anything. Uh, speaking in 3, speaking of RPGs, it's going to be a PS2 classic on the PS3. So, if you haven't played that yet, and you don't want to go try to pay the inexorbitant amount that you'll find on eBay, I'm sure. Go get this for $10 or whatever it costs. Speaking of things on eBay, we get to go run through the gambit of GameStop's ex most expensive retro games that they have online right now. Suikoden in 2 costs a whopping $90. Yeah. It costs more online. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sure it does, but geez. $90. Chrono Trigger costs $90. This is the original SNES version. Just go, if you have a DS or a 3DS, just go spend $30 and get that version. Well, the funny thing about Sweetman 2 is on PSN for like 10 or 15 yep. <laughs> Exactly. Save yourself some money. If, thought, well, that's if PS4 ever gets those. I thought the weird thing was like Mega Man 6 for like 45 or 40 It's like, why that one? Conqueror's Bad Fur Day costs $80. That's pretty rare at this point. Even though I remember a couple of years ago, I found Conqueror's Bad Fur Day at a Kmart for like 10 bucks or something. The funny thing is, that was a few years ago, like maybe like 2011. Still yeah. a decade after the N64 died. <laughs> uh, Tales of Destiny 2, it's also a PS1 game, $80. Brigadine, The Legend of Forcina, $80. Also a PS1 game. Cannon Spike one. for the Dreamcast, 80 bucks. That's a good game. Not worth 80 bucks, but it's still a good game. <laughs> That's what I heard. It's like a top the top down arcade game that Capcom made. It's... Yeah, it's a shooter. Uh, Mega Man Legends 2 for the PS1, $70. Yeah. I wonder what Tron Bond is costing by like 80 Power Stone two seventy dollars. Yeah, that's about right. And Kelowna Door to the Phantom Isle, which you could have gotten on a flash sale for like a dollar if you had a PS3 not too long ago. Sixty dollars. So, yeah. People like having physical copies. <laughs> yes, they do. Um, yeah, I mean, and like... like uh, Mark said they're probably more expensive on eBay. Than you can get well even if you even like, I tried to look at Suikoden two on GameStop and it was it was like sold out or like unavailable. 
But even if you bought it, you'd only buy get the disc. Like if you wanted to get like a complete copy, it's like 130. If like that's the average price for it. Oh, with the case and all that. Yeah. yeah. If you just wanted the disc, it probably would just be 100 bucks. But who wants that? Yeah, it's like you know Amazon. A lot of the when I was trying to go through buying old DS games, almost everything was with just the cartridge. I'm like, I don't want just the cartridge. I don't want to have to put it in a bag to make sure it doesn't get stuff in it. Just, yeah. Oh well. I mean, it, yeah, there you go. GameStop is selling retro games, so if you are really into having physical copies, go check that out. Might save yourself a little bit. But I think uh, that about does it for this week. Um, I'm sure there'll be more information out there on more of the games that were revealed at E3 by next week and, and all that stuff and whatever else is going on in the gaming world by that time. But I guess we might as well get into the plugs. Mark? Uh, I had the APOG go up this week about uh, top 83 announcements. Uh, I misspelled or I mistyped Matt Stone's name as Matt Smith. I don't care that I did it. Uh, everyone who commented can go to hell. Uh, <laughs> my APOL for next week is Top 8 Game Reboots. And I, sh- I gotta play that stupid like uh, game I have to review. I forget what it's even called. Some heist game. Oh. Yeah. The Master Plan, that's it. Uh, you excited? Not really. It's very mouse-driven. I have to sit at my desk and actually play it. My cat cat ate through my Xbox 360 controller also. Ouch. Second one. Yeah. I don't know. Do something about that cat. Do you teeth him? (laughs) How's he gonna eat, then? He'll gum the food. Do you give him the the stuff in the little bowl? I give him white and dry. Yeah, that's what I do with my dog, too. He quite... I was surprised. I thought he'd get used to the wet food. He still eats the dry food by itself. So I was like, okay, good. Because there's times where I just can't afford the wet food. (laughs) My cat would kill kill me in my sleep if I didn't get him wet food. (laughs) Oh, really? Hyperdimension Neptunia Rebirth 3 is coming out for the Vita. So, I wonder how long it's going to take it to come out to Steam. Probably about a <laughs> month and probably like a few months. Sure. They, 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 there are other Hyperdimension games to work through on Steam first that, that are unannounced. Or I saw like a press ass, asset website that they're coming. Oh boy. Just you wait. <laughs> Uh, of course, Batman Arkham Knight came out. We already talked about it. Uh, if you liked all the other Batman Arkham Knight games, you should enjoy those. Planet Side 2 is finally out with the PS4. The Devil May Cry 4 Special Edition is out. Um, the PC version of Tweakadin uh, Kuyami is out for the PC in a couple days. Um, and I think everything else comes out like next week or close to it that ride 
game comes out this week too. Blaze Boot Chrono Phantasma Extend comes out for the PS3. I think it's next week. And I think everything else has a TBA date aside from the Hyperdimension and Tunia game. So, yeah, there you go. Lots of uh, big games to come out. If you're you want to hop on the Capcom uh, remaster train, there it is. Uh, if not, I'm sure everybody will be playing Batman. So. All right. Until next week, everybody. Later. Later.